Good morning, I'm Carolina, and you're listening to Subject ACT, Canberra's local current affairs program on Community Radio 2XX FM 98.3. Today, we're speaking with Richard from Beer Cartel, and he's going to tell you all about what it is to be part of a beer subscription company and the rise in popularity of craft beer. Would you mind starting off telling me name and how you're involved with uh, Beer Cartel? Yeah, sure. So I'm Richard Kelsey. I'm one of the founders of Beer Cartel. We started the business back in 2009 um, and yeah, so I was one of the... Uh, so what? why did you start Beer Cartel? What was the the influence or the thought behind it? Yeah, sure. I guess it, it's a bit of a long story, but essentially my first job out of university was working for a little brewery in New Zealand and I did a market research study for them and got paid in beer and it was really awesome beer, amazing flavours and it just opened my eyes up the world of yeah, that was back in about 2001 and then I came over to Australia and I started working in market research and I had a colleague there that, uh, Jeff Hewins, and we always talked about starting a business together but we never knew what it was. He then went away on an overseas uh, trip and he has uh, family that's got a, a Belgian uh, heritage. He went to Belgium to the Belgian Beer Festival and was just again amazed at the, 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 the beers that are actually out there. And so I think it was back in about 2009 we sort of got together and we were brainstorming ideas for a business and we knew that there were some amazing beers that exist in the, in the beer world but people in Australia really don't have access to them. Um, and so our idea from that was to then provide people with access to the, these amazing beers and actually show them what is available in, in the world of beer. That sounds really cool. I'm I'm a bit biased. I'm a beer fan myself. But yeah. what's your favourite beer and what What's been the most uh, the most popular beer through um, through your company? I don't have an individual favourite beer. It's like saying who's your, your favourite child. And so we have a thousand different beers that we have in stock at any one stage. Um, and we go through about a thousand limited release beers throughout the course of the year. So that, there's always new stuff that we get. And there's so much that is, is pretty amazing. So trying to pick one individual one gets really, really hard. But we do have ones that, that do sell really well for after there's two breweries that are sort of real standout. Um, one's Pirate Life, uh, who just recently came out top in our um, Australian Craft Beer Survey, um, and the other's Bolter Brewing, which based up on the Gold Coast, who came number third in our survey. Um, and those, those beers, that both of them, Pirate Life is about two and a half years old, Bolter's about one and a half years old, and yeah, just going. There's so much demand for their beers. Very easy drinking, but have a ton of flavour and really well balanced. So they're not just appealing to people that are really into craft beer. Um, and that's one of the strengths, particularly of Bolter, um, with their links with Mick Fanning and Joel Parkinson. So the two Australian international surfers. And the whole concept behind Bolter is to actually appeal to the masses or bring more people into to um, taste really amazing beer. So you mentioned the survey that uh, Beer Cartel recently ran. Um, yep. And it was interesting to see that craft beer has actually had a bit of a, um, a rise in popularity in Australia. Why do you think that is? I, I think there's a few reasons. So one is um, it's just one of those things that is, is more of it's become available People have then started trying it and then fallen in love products. So back when we started 10 years ago, there was probably about 50 craft breweries that existed throughout Australia. Um, and it was really hard to get um, hold of 
of good quality beer. Now there's around about 500 breweries that are in existence. So there's breweries popping up everywhere. So in New South Wales, there's ones out at Tamworth, going down to Wagga, that that and the big city, so Sydney has, I don't know, probably about 40, maybe 50 different craft breweries now. Um, and it's just, so people are getting access to this beer and then they're tasting it and, and actually seeing that, that there's a whole world of beer beyond um, the sort of mainstream beers that you find at, at every pub. I did see, though, in the survey that uh, there's a bit of uh, debate about the actual uh, term craft beer, where some people like it as a term for more not necessarily like small scale, more like handcrafted beers, while other people find that term confusing. Um, would you mind explaining exactly like what a craft beer is and some of the other names for it? Yeah, sure. So craft beer, it, it, it's kind of a, I don't think it has exact definition and there's always debate in the craft beer circles on, on what the term actually means. Um, it kind of originated, there, there used to be microbreweries or microbrewed beers, then it came onto boutique beers and craft beers probably been the, the term that's been used particularly in the US for about 15 or so years maybe 20 years and it's really the idea of saying something that a beer that's been created was sort of handcrafted with a lot of care um, trying to use the best ingredients possible and so it's not one that's just batch brewed on a huge commercial scale um, and there's, there's no real care to it so it's something but we, we think about it as something that people have lovingly created um, with care and using the best product. Looking more at the the, the survey, it, it's interesting to see that a lot of people think that brewery ownership, knowing who produces the beer, is quite important. As well as other stuff, like there's a really strong preference for craft beer from independently owned Australian breweries. And you mentioned two of the um, the ones that were doing quite well, that were that for were sure. rated the um, the first and second ranking of popularity in Australia. Could you tell me a little bit about what you know about the, the craft brew industry in Australia and why it might be so popular? As far as ownership you're talking about? Yeah, in terms of ownership. So the vast majority of, of, of small breweries that exist in Australia um, have independent ownership. And one of the, I guess, the strengths of independent ownership is that you actually get to, so if you go to one of these breweries, you can meet the people that own it, you can meet the brewers behind the beers, um, and it, it's just, a, I guess, it creates this whole business that isn't just a, a business, but there's a, a real sort of environment to it, and it creates a bit of uh, magic, I guess, if you like. Whereas um, if you think about one of the big mass-produced beers, say like a Tui, you don't really know who created the beer, who's the people behind it, and it's a bit like supermarkets, if you like. So people don't necessarily like Coles or Woolworths, but they buy from them because they, they need to get the um, their to groceries from somewhere. Um, so when it comes to beer, I guess you can choose like a, getting it from the supermarket, or you can actually that there's other beers that are in existence. And so being able to see who, who those people are behind the, the actual beer means that uh, yeah, you can then buy from them and. and be part of that magic if you like. There's a bit more more trust there and understanding because you know exactly where it's coming from and you have more information about how it's produced and why it's been produced. Exactly. Um, and yeah, it's been interesting. So over the last say, five or six years, there's been a few different companies that have been bought. So Little Creatures, they used to be an independent brewery. They got purchased by Lion, who Lion themselves are uh, owned by Kieran in Japan, who are then owned by Mitsubishi. And so there's 
this whole sort of chain and, and so I, I think as a business gets bigger you then also question whether um, a business is actually doing the things that they do sort of for profit or because they're really interested in making a really quality um, beer and so for little creatures for example I, I think that their, their quality is still there but we're, I'm forever seeing comments online and when we get customers in store saying that the quality has gone down because they've now sort of sold out so there's a whole sort of perception of of, of selling when you do get bought out by a bigger player that you, you then sort of sell out and you lose some of the sort of ethos and the magic behind the actual original brewery. In terms of keeping track of all of the different microbreweries or craft brewers or so on and so forth, I understand that in internationally, uh, in the uh, in America and the UK, they have independent brewery seals to let customers know that it's an independent brewer or it's a craft brewer, etc. Um, is that something that you'd like to see in Australia? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it was interesting. So in our survey, uh, we actually asked if there would be interest in, in having some kind of way of identifying if a brewery um, or a beer was actually owned by an independent brewery and when we put the made the survey live nobody else was really doing it worldwide and then two weeks later the um, American Brewers Association brought out their seal and then two weeks after that the um, UK Brewers Association brought it out so it almost felt like we were sort of foretelling the future um, but yeah I, I think it's, it's a really important thing that um will be very useful. We, we get a whole heap of customers coming in and say, I only want to buy from an independent brewery. So um, if the seal was released and then made available breweries, then um, I think the uptake of it hopefully will be quite high and, and it will be one way of helping consumers work out what is an independent brewed beer versus a, um, one that's owned by a multinational or by a supermarket. You said that um, a lot of your information, a lot of the interaction you have with customers comes on your website. Much uh, communication is there online about about beer like how much conversation is there or is it is it like a large conversation or a small number of people who are really uh, passionate no that there's it's quite a lot there's um facebook groups that have eight thousand nine thousand people and there's about four or five of those throughout the country that are um, really big um there's different sort of other social media groups so on reddit i know there's a um, constant sort of stream on that we have on our facebook page itself we have a lot of sort of dialogue on on that and then as well as that just within our business itself through our newsletters um, we try and create a bit of a conversation with, with customers and, and also help them uh, help educate them along the way when you get into craft beer it can be quite a complex sort of world but we just want to make it as simple as possible and, and help them sort of fall in love with the beers they like there can be there's some beers that have amazing sort of intense flavors and if you go straight to those you're going to fall out of love craft beer straight away so you're going to go back to what you already know so it's we, we always think about it as sort of a craft beer journey um, and we're sort of taking people on that journey so if we start them with something that is a little bit different from their, their Tui's or their VB or their Colton Draft and we sort of say like that and we go okay we'll just take you a little bit further um, so normally it sort of starts with the pale ales and the pilsners and then start going down onto um, uh, getting into IPAs, which are Indian pale ales. Um, they're a bit more bitter, a bit more hoppier. And then you've got things like stouts and imperial stouts. So you, you start getting sort of roasty flavours, um, a bit of bitterness, a bit of uh, maltiness to them. So 
yeah, it, it, it's an exciting journey, but um, there, there's, there's a lot of people talking about it, and it, we, we just try and help with that conversation. That sounds really interesting. And I, as you were talking, I was actually going to ask you what would be the um, the first kind of babies. I don't want to say baby's first beer because that that's not a very good um, <laughs> very good image, but of people's first experiences uh, with beer. I wanted to yep. ask as well. There are a number of sort of beer themed festivals and conventions and stuff like that in Australia. Would you mind giving me a little run through of, of what those are and how they work? So is it just like an Oktoberfest type situation or more like something you'd have at the, like a convention bureau? Um, yeah, so I mean there's some pretty big beer festivals. Um, the Great Australian Beer, uh, Great Australasian Beer Spectacular or GAB is probably is the number one festival in Australia and that originated in Melbourne in 2011 and that is a two-day event that runs in Melbourne um, and the concept of it is a bit different from other sort of beer festivals. It's, it's all about creating these festival beers which are unique beers where people can come up with whatever they want to uh, put in the beer um, and I've had some pretty crazy uh, beers over the years. So there was one that's a uh, peanut butter, uh, I think it was peanut butter goes, which is a beer that had sort of peanut butter qualities, but then also a sort of saltiness and, and was quite a refreshing beer. There's another beer that was the Champion Festival beer, I think it was called Milk and Two Sugars, which uh, was meant to replicate a coffee. And, and when you tasted it, it was, yeah, just like you're drinking coffee. And then there's been other crazy things. So that there was one that had um, whale blubber, I think it was, that was included in the beer. And that was, I guess that was a sort of beer to create a talking point. It wasn't necessarily my favourite beer of the year. Um, but yeah, it was quite interesting. So Gabs is, is by far and away the leader. Um, so they started off in Melbourne. They now also have a festival um one day festival in Sydney and then they also go over to Auckland, New Zealand as well. So that's number one. Um, then there's the Adelaide Beer and Barbecue Festival. I think they had about 12,000 people that attended last year and they, so I've got a big focus on craft beer but then also celebrating sort of um, barbecue um, with meat and everything. Um, and then there's other festivals that appear all around the country um, that are typically sort of one-day events. Ballarat Beer Festival, I think, was the second uh, most visited beer fest, according to our survey, but there's um, events regularly occurring in Sydney, uh, Melbourne, all over the show. And then there's also what's called Craft Beer Weeks, where they have a sort of week-long festival um, with different events happening at, at pubs in, in different cities. So, for instance, there's Melbourne has Good Beer Week, um, and that goes for about nine days. And I think it features around about 350 different events throughout all of sort of greater Melbourne um, and it could be a little wee um, beer and food matching event um, that's held at a, a pub right through to the um, Gab um, Festival which is part of that. And now it's time for a little bit of music and today it's a classic, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide No escape from reality Open your eyes Look up to the skies and see I'm just a poor boy I need no sympathy Because I'm easy come, easy go Little high 
And as everybody knows, that was Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Oh, that sounds really cool. I want to go to some of those. I wanna... There's a long list on that website. Yeah, I know. You just kept naming them. I'm like, okay, that maybe <laughs> I need to stagger this out over a couple of years. In regards to the, to the seal of of, of quality and, and assuring that it's um, actually a, a craft brew or a micro brew. Is there any kind of system or do you want to see any kind of system that also involves sustainability? So wherever possible, they use recycled water or solar panels or whatever. Is that a thing that, that exists currently? Um, there is. So there's something, I, I don't know the exact name for it, but it's a global sort of certification that says that your business is um, undergoing doing the most sort of sustainable sort of business practices on, on how you actually operate. Um, and I think that there's maybe two or three uh, breweries throughout Australia that have that certification at the moment. But I know uh, one that definitely does is Four Pines, um, Brookvale and Sydney. Um, and that's, yeah, that, that's things like using solar power, um, recycling water wherever they can, recycling, so all the bent grain from the brewing process. So once you've sort of gone through the brewing process, um, all the sort of there's spent sort of malt that then can be given to, to stock and, and, and um, they can be fed on that. And there's a whole heap of other sort of um, things that you can do along the way um, to sort of make your, your business sustainable. But yeah, so there's three I know, um, Mountain Goats in Melbourne, Four Pines in Sydney and then Stone and Wood um, up on the top, so up Byron Bay way um, that do have this certification. Do you get many questions or um, much conversation about sustainability in relation to beer or is it something that's kind of like an addendum? No, there's not a huge sort of conversation around it. I think that a lot of people that do start breweries, they they, they get into it because they have a, I think it's part of their sort of mindset is doing these things. So that they want to create a business that, that's fun, that people want to be a part of or interested in or drink their beers. Um, and, yeah, it, it's just one of those things that sort of goes along with it. So there, there's a number of, bis- uh, of breweries that also have a sort of charitable component to them that help out different charities. Um, there's uh, Cavalier Brewing down in Melbourne. They um, used to produce a beer that was um, done for motor neurone disease. And so the profits from that um, contributed to help uh, develop and learn things around motor neurone disease and then there's a whole heap of these different ones that are out there so I think it's just sort of part of, of the businesses that operate in, in this industry. It's a uh, industry where you're not going to make lots and lots of money so I guess you then sort of approach it and say okay how can we be the, the best possible business or brewery that we, we can be. Um, well I might just wrap this up with uh, one last question which was which is basically where would you like to see both beer cartel and the the craft brew industry in the next five years um the next five years though for us we've got quite big plans so we, we have a reasonably large warehouse at the moment we sell a lot online but um we yeah want to or we're basically at capacity in our, our current warehouse so we'll then be looking at going to uh, a, a bigger warehouse and yeah growing our sort of online components and hopefully also being able to start um, another store or two stores. Um, For the industry itself, it's going to get bigger and bigger. It's going to get more competitive, though, and I think the quality of of the beer that is produced is also going to increase. It's pretty damn good at the moment, but, yeah, it's 
it is an industry where there's lots of opportunity for innovation and, and refining things, and, and people are constantly doing that, bringing new ideas and new ingredients into how they actually brew beers. But one of the challenges at the moment is that craft beer does operate in a very small segment of the market. So 95% of the market's made up of, of, of you know, sort of mainstream beer. So your VBs, your Carlton Drafts, your Florexes, Tui's New, right through to your Heineken, your Peronis. Um, and yeah, then at the small sort of 5% of the market, you've got basically 480 odd little wee breweries that are all trying to play for this one sort of 5%. So the biggest challenge um, over the next five years will be increasing that 5% to hopefully be 10% or even 15%. Um, and what that will do is actually make the whole industry much more sort of sustainable. Um, and it means that people aren't sort of competing for the, the exact same customer they can actually go and get a different customer to, to someone else. Great. Well, you actually, as as I asked that question, I realised, oh, damn, I was going to ask him about challenges as well, but you uh, you covered that for me. Um, and on. I think that's about all I, ha- all I have to ask. Is there anything else you'd like to say about beer cartel or about the craft brew industry or anything like that? Right, so if you haven't heard of Beer Cartel, you can uh, get online. We're at www.beercartel.com.au. Yeah, we've been going nine years ourselves. Uh, we started in a little Kennard storage shed nine years ago, and um, we had a monthly beer subscription. So basically, we get a different selection of beer delivered to your door each month. And so I think uh, what was it? So it started about nine years ago. Seven years ago, we realised that we needed to get a, a, a bigger store or work. Uh, to actually have a store and to get a bigger warehouse. Um, and so we bought a um, spot in Artarman in Sydney and we've sort of gone from there. We grew, uh, started with just 60 beers and now we have a 1,000. So the, the world of craft beer is growing. It's getting huge. Um, there's more and more beer coming from overseas and more great beer that's being produced in Australia. So pretty exciting times to be involved. Yeah, sounds like it. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to be interviewed today, Richard, and thank you for putting up with my uh, technical issues. No problem. Right, I hope you have a great day. Will do, and thanks for the interview. Yeah, no problem at all. Yes. See ya. All right, bye. Bye. And that concludes our discussion with Richard from Beer Cartel. Join us each weekday, 8.30 to 9 a.m. on 2XX FM 98.3 Subject ACT. You can stream us live at 2XXFM.org.au slash listen. Or catch up on all our podcast episodes at soundcloud.com slash subject ACT. Or stay in touch via Facebook and Twitter. Community radio needs you, so please support this station by subscribing via 2XXFM.org.au. Stay tuned for more people-powered radio. I'm Carolina. Have a great day.